At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, the official podcast of your Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us once again on the HHC, a media day edition, or at least post-media day edition. The Hornets are back in the Queen City. Quite frankly, most of them didn't leave. They took you know quick vacations out and back, but stayed here at home preparing for this upcoming season, and now the media had the opportunity to meet the team. So we're going to break down some of the big storylines, the quotes, give you all the takeaways from Media Day at Spectrum Center. Helping me with that from Hornets.com, Sam Purley, and my producer from the Hornets Radio Network, Rob Longo. And uh, guys, let's start off with expectations for the team for this season. Terry Rozier got into that pretty quickly in his media availability. I mean, we gotta, you got to get to the playoffs. You got to get to the playoffs. There's no more than that. Uh, being one foot in the door and all that, we, we want to make the playoffs. And if we don't make the playoffs, that's automatically a fail, fail season. Sam Perley, several players echoed those sentiments, but no one else put it quite like that, that this would be a failed season if this team fails to make the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, that's obviously the goal. It was the goal last year. You know, I think this team knows it's ready to make a jump, and I think it's important that while the playoffs are the goal, you can't worry about the playoffs tomorrow or the next day. That's a, you know, if you take care of business every single day, you know, JB did a good job of kind of preaching this message. You take care of business every single day, do what you're supposed to do, have good days every day. That'll take care of itself. The stand the seedings, the playoffs, that'll all take care of itself. And the other important thing to note, I think, is you, while you can use last year's kind of motivation, like, hey, you were a four seed before LaMelo got hurt, before Gordon got hurt. Last year's team is a completely different team. There was different players, different situation. You know, other teams around them are different. So I don't think you can rest too much. And I don't think the players are. But I don't think you can rest too much of, oh, we were a four seed last year and we weren't hurt. We should be a four seed this year. It's an entirely different year. It's an entirely different team, entirely different personnel, playing styles, things like that are different. So, you know, I think it's important to have that goal and I think it's certainly achievable and use last year's motivation but in the sense of like this is a new year you're starting fresh you know, try and move forward and take what you learned last year and apply it to this year. And I think, you know, obviously the team has, you know, the main goal is the playoffs. That's in the spotlight right now. It's a a very fair point how different this team is. But Rob Longo, I don't think you can overstate the impact injuries had on this squad. And and that doesn't mean it didn't have impacts on other teams. It was amazing. You know, the Lakers all of a sudden looked different when LeBron James and Anthony Davis weren't available. Who would have thought? I mean, injuries are a major storyline for a lot of teams. But as much as some of that is out of your control one player miles bridges did touch upon a couple of aspects of this one saying that you know injuries and doing everything you can to protect yourself from them by the work in the weight room in the offseason is important the other part of it that he touched on in terms of preparing for this season taking lessons from last year was the motivation of the final game last year of the postseason the play-in tournament uh, what he took away after that devastating loss to the pacers 
Yeah, I mean, I, that was motivation for all of us. I mean, anytime I got tired during the drill or something, uh, I think about that game and it'll motivate me. I, I feel like that was a blessing in disguise for us for, for, for that to happen like that and for us to end the season that way last year. We're not going to take any games for granted now um, coming this season. So I, I feel like that was good for us. I love it. I love that kind of mentality. One of the things that I noticed whenever the schedule came out was opening night at home against the Pacers, Revenge night right off the bat. I mean, I'm sure that was kind of done by design from the schedule makers, but I mean, what more could you ask for, especially hopefully in a packed high with everybody returning for kind of the first time since post-pandemic and post-COVID, we're going to have hopefully a full hive again. So yeah, really excited. I'd love that Miles used that as motivation the entire summer. What more motivation do you need, really? Sam Farber, Rob Longo, Sam Purley here with you on the Hornets Hivecast, breaking down Media Day 2021 from Spectrum Center. James Brago had a lot of time in front of the media, touched on a variety of topics. One I want to put out there right front and center is the first thing he talked about. And that was kind of a, a glaring absence uh, amongst the media contingent. Of course, the great Rick Bunnell passing away very suddenly, kind of near the start of last offseason. And this, for me, was the first time I've been in the building where the entirety of the media was there as well. Rick was the dean of Hornets Media, so I thought it was very appropriate. And uh, it kind of shows the class individual JB is that the first thing he touched on was just kind of identifying and recognizing that absence and how much Rick meant to us all here in Charlotte. He did go on to talk about the team, talk about some of the individuals, and one of them was Gordon Hayward, just his value to this team. I know, Sam Perley, you touched upon it earlier that this is a different roster, and so you can't really say, well, you take everything you did last year up till the Gordon Hayward injury and say that will just continue now that everyone's healthy again because there are new pieces. But JB did touch on the value of Gordon Hayward and what that represents presents for the potential of this season. Yeah, he means a tremendous amount to us. Obviously, when he went out, we're the fourth team in the East. When we know what happened after that, you know, it just put a lot of pressure in other areas. I think we've addressed some of those areas. We added depth to this roster now. But obviously, high-level player, all-star caliber player, he takes us to another level on both sides of the ball. But he's a veteran that can play with the ball in his hands. He can play off the ball such a smart player on both sides of the ball. So he means a tremendous amount to our program and for the growth of our young guys. He's helped our young guys grow and develop as well. So I expect a big year from him. I really do. And we need some things to to follow our direction, but he's in a good place right now. Rob, I'll go to you on this one. Gordon Hayward represents what to the potential for this season for the Hornets? I don't want to say everything, but it's pretty darn close. And again, just because of what happened last year, I feel like that's basically your example A. That's your example just because of where this team was before he was injured at the end of the season. Now, obviously, a lot of moving parts this past offseason with some new free agent acquisitions. You got a guy like Kelly Oubre that can maybe step in and step up in case there is an injury or the way that James Brago made it sound like there's going to be a lot of load management for Gordon Hayward this season, which is something to keep an eye on. So, you know, there are some moving pieces in the background of Gordon Hayward, but I mean, again, Gordon, like you mentioned a couple of times last season, he represents the floor of the Hornets. He doesn't represent the ceiling. He definitely represents the floor. And like I said, last year, I think there's no bigger example of that than what happened after he got hurt. Yeah. And last year I I used that quote a lot and the floor kind of fell out. The bottom fell out on the Hornets when he went down. Another big storyline that a lot of people asked about, and we'll go to Sam Perley on this one after we hear from JB, was the front court rotation. How do they divvy up those minutes and 
who's maybe one of the, the linchpins to the conversation. I love the depth we have. I love the versatility we have. Run through the different uh, options here, but PJ is a major part of that. You know, whether he plays the four, the five, uh, whether we start him, don't start him, he's going to have a major impact on our program. Sam, PJ, in some respects, seems to almost be like the forgotten man in a lot of the offseason conversations. A lot of the buzz is about Gordon Hayward's coming back. Miles Bridges took taking the next step. They just drafted Kai Jones. Plumlee is coming in to be the center. And for however you look at this, whether it's the starting unit, the first guys off the bench, it doesn't seem to work unless PJ Washington has a big season here in his now third year in the NBA. And JB seemed to kind of push things in that direction, that there's a lot of versatility, a lot of options, but none of it works unless P.J. Washington's involved. Yeah, I think you you nailed it. He's kind of an underrated piece of this and super, super important. I think he's going to really benefit. You know, so many guys make such a big jump going from their rookie year to their second year with the work they're kind of doing. And P.J. just didn't have the benefit of that because of last offseason was so weird with you know the protocols and everything like that. And I think this year, I think he's ready to make a major step forward. And I think last year, he made some big strides defensively. You know, he was really good around on the rim really good defensively and I think he said he, that's an area he wants to focus on a little bit more is being able to switch without fouling he also talked about finishing at the rim as an area another thing too is he wants to be a 40% three-point shooter this year and he's already pretty close he was 38.6% last year and he's 38 for his career so anything north of 40% is elite especially if you're a stretch power forward so I expect PJ to make a big jump this year you know kind of similarly hopefully similar to what Miles did last year yeah even if the points per game doesn't necessarily make a big jump similar, like you said, to Miles Bridges last year. His points per game didn't go up. His efficiency went through the roof. His percentages went through the roof. If P.J. Washington makes a similar jump, this team will be in really, really good shape. A lot more to touch on as we break down Media Day 2021 for the Charlotte Hornets. We'll continue after this here on the Hornets Hivecast. Be sure to check out the Hornets Fan Shop at Spectrum Center. Now open Thursday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Check out all the newest Hornets gear or grab a new pair of J's. It's an easy trip on the light rail. Or you can shop from the comfort of your own home 24-7 at HornetsFanshop.com. Sam Farber, Sam Purley, Rob Longo here with you on the HHC Breaking Down Media Day 2021 in preparation for the 2021-2022 season. We definitely encourage you to get your tickets expecting to have a full house at spectrum center starting with opening night of the regular season against the indiana pacers it's only like what three weeks away now guys october 20th it'll be here before we know it one of the other major storylines that came up throughout media days was the camaraderie built in the offseason this summit hornet summit if you will in miami organized by terry rogier gordon hayward touched upon it what it meant for this team and just how unique it is for an nba team to get together all together in the offseason i've been a part of teams where we've had a kind of a, a trip in the offseason like that, but I've never been a part of a team where everybody showed up. And so that was encouraging. We had the whole team there. And typically it's, it's, it's not like that. You know, you'll have half the team or uh, eight to ten guys or whatever, but to have our whole team there was, was I think, really encouraging. It speaks to the vibe that we have on the team and the chemistry that we have. I think guys just enjoy being around each other. And not only were we able to do basketball, but we were able to go to dinner and, and just hang out a little bit. So. 
think that was encouraging. Sam, we've talked about this a lot, but I just continue to be impressed by it. How, how much does it really mean? Am I making too much of this? Or is this a, a clear sign that greatness is in store for the Hornets based off these few days they spent together in Miami? It's encouraging. I mean, it's the fact that, you know, we just keep talking about, you know, every guy, especially guys that have been in the league, said they've never participated in something like that or never heard of something. And again, it's one thing to get a group of veterans or a group of guys that were on the team last year that already have connections and relationships built up. And some of the guys today or yesterday yesterday when they were talked about the topic said I never even met I didn't even know Terry before you know as a you know Ish Smith I think met him in Miami and Kai Jones and James Booknight I mean what kind of message do you think that sends to rookies where it's you know we're excited you're here it's time to get to Miami and get to work I think that speaks volumes about leadership from Gordon and Terry and it's obviously exciting and I think just from a playing element I mean how much benefit is you have three or four days together already to kind of start feeling guys out I mean it's nothing but advantageous going into training camp so both on the court and off the court I love it hopefully it'll be a yearly thing for this Hornets team. Hornets Media Day 2021. Sam Farber, Sam Perley, Rob Longo here with you. As many serious topics as there were throughout the day, and there were a lot of them, there was also some fun moments here from the guys. One of them that came up, you know, we of course have Miles Bridges here in the Queen City playing for the Charlotte Hornets, one of the elite dunkers in the NBA. I thought he had dunk of the year, if not play of the year. Fans seem to agree that he had the play of the year for the Hornets last season dunking over Clint Capella, but he might have some competition on the dunk contest side, Rob, uh, there was talk about while they were in Miami having a dunk contest, and I thought you know it would be him versus Kai Jones, but uh, Kai let us in on that you know there were there were other people involved too, and just some of what it entailed. Yeah, no, that was fun. I did an under the legs reverse dunk that was like nobody talked about. I think that's a crazy dunk, bro. Like you go under the legs and reverse it. I don't care how tall I am. You gotta be flexible, quick hands. So if it nobody did that, so I think I won the contest. I was, we, I did it between the legs. Miles is super bouncy though. Like he can really get up. Book is book has the most relaxed bounce I ever seen in my life. I watched him like walk into a windmill. He only like six three, six four. I may be taking inches off him, but but nah, no, it's definitely fun around here just seeing everybody. Rob, I was not expecting to hear James Booknight might have won the dunk contest down there. Nothing against James, but looking at Miles Bridges and Kai Jones, I mean, those would have been the favorites. So to hear both of them recognize James Booknight in their comments was said something. Yeah, I mean, because I asked Kai too. I mean, we asked Miles about it in his media availability, and I was asked Kai, I said, I got to hear your side of the story, and that was his response there, so I thought that was interesting, but here's what James Booknight said about his bounce. I think my, my bounce is slept on. It's fine, though. It's fine. I want it to be slept on. It's fun when you have so many athletes on the floor all at once because you don't know what's going to happen. And we saw a couple of those even in Summer League with Kai Jones. Kai had a couple of big dunks in Summer League. I'm excited to see if James Booknight can take off, if he's able to get a little bit of a uh, runway to take off on going down the lane here, maybe even in preseason. So it's exciting. It's fun to see. But I hope next time that you know we can at least broadcast it in some capacity because I'd really be interested to see that pay-per-view. Well, the crowd noise will certainly be a lot louder and it, it's a another reason why this team will be so exciting to watch. The main reason most people are talking about, though, is LaMelo Ball. Had some really great comments throughout Media Day, but one thing that definitely caught our ear that was kind of on the lighter side was his newfound or maybe not so newfound fandom from the NFL. Honestly, I always liked the Panthers. I mean, my pops played there, so I liked them. I mean, the color of the team, like that, so it's always been a little thing. And when Cam Newton was here, it was one of my favorite teams, for sure. Sam Purley, as an avid Panthers fan yourself, 
your thoughts on the reigning rookie of the year embracing the local NFL team as his own. You don't want to break down the 3-0 and start, go game by game, what's working <laughs> positional by positional, make this full football podcast and completely derail it. No, I mean, that's exciting. Anytime you've got guys that are um, on your team that are rooting for the hometown NFL team, you know, it's obviously it's exciting over there what the Panthers are doing off to a nice promising start, kind of going through a similar transition, you know, rebuilding it, kind of retooling. There's a lot of new faces over there, but obviously to start 3-0 and over there is exciting. Hopefully the Hornets can replicate some of that same success early on, but I think anytime Time. The teams are winning in the city. It's good vibes all around for the sporting community. So obviously it's an exciting time to be a Panthers fan and a Hornets fan. Hopefully both sides can keep it rolling. Hornets Media Day 2021 in the books. Training camp will start. I guess you're listening to this podcast now, so it starts today. It starts on uh, Tuesday the 28th, and the first game of preseason is less than a week away at this point. What are some of the storylines we are looking forward to watching the remainder of this week? We'll touch on that next here on the Hornets Hivecast. Hornets fans, the buzz is building. For season ticket packages for the 2021-2022 season, call 704-HORNETS or visit hornets.com to chat live with a season ticket representative. Lock in your price today. Sam Farber, Rob Longo, Sam Perley here with you on the HHC. All right, gentlemen, training camp begins today. We went over some of the top storylines already on previous podcasts, but now the event is upon us. We're going to see these guys on the floor. After seeing everyone on Media Day, have any new questions emerged? Rob, I'll start with you. I don't think so. I think everything kind of stays the same without taking too much thunder away from Sam Parley. I mean, you're going to look at the battle in the front court, and you're probably going to look at who is in that second rotation. Those are the two biggest questions I have, at least. Sam Perling? Yeah, no, I kind of agree. I think it's the biggest storyline. Talk about the front court, but I just think overall, there's going to be a battle to get rotation minutes. I think you've got a lot of guys that can play multiple positions, and there's going to be a lot of really good basketball players that are not going to be in the rotation this year. You know, the depth is as good as it's been in a number of years with this team. So I think, you know, you talk about the front court, I think that's the one that most sticks out the most. But I think just overall in general, there's going to be a lot of guys that want to play for this team, a lot of guys fighting for minutes. And with so many guys being able to play multiple positions, I think. Coach Borrego just has a number of different options in lineup, so it's going to be a lot of fun to see what he kind of tinkers with throughout the preseason, throughout training camp, and things like that. So that's what makes good teams. Good teams have a lot of options and a lot of different players they can do different things with. So overall, I think that's what kind of gets me the most excited and I think is a big storyline to kind of follow. Yeah, that was kind of the, the one unanswered question maybe from the whole day from my perspective was just how deep do they plan to go? JB didn't really address, does he want to have an eight-man rotation, a nine-man rotation? Does he want things to fluctuate week to week? month to month how, how does he foresee this going and as we saw the Hornets come up to the podium individually it, it kind of got a reminder like oh yeah you know Jalen McDaniels goes up there he had a really promising sophomore season got to find some minutes for him you got Cody Martin out there he's a really good lockdown defender sneaky athleticism got to find some minutes for him James Booknight's in town and they went on and on and on and it's like wait a minute if they're only playing eight or nine deep some of these guys can't play every game. So how exactly is this going to work? So I think now having seen everyone in person, that I think is the big question. How deep do they want to go and who's going to take over what what roles? What role is James Booknight going to carve out for himself and quite honestly at whose expense? Because there's a lot of veterans on this team. It's not an issue they've had in the last couple of years with the Hornets. They just were very, very young and not as deep in experience as this team is. So it 
brings about a new set of questions, Sam Perley. It's a good problem to have. I've said it a number of times. I feel like I say it every time I come on the podcast, but having a lot of good players on your team is a great problem to have if you're an NBA team. So it's going to be really, really exciting. And then I think obviously just having depth. I mean, you're naive to think if injuries aren't going to happen. Injuries are going to happen at some point, but if you can have a guy come in and fill in the gaps for five to 10 games or five to 15 games or something like that, it's going to you know have to happen. Hopefully, not nearly as much as it did last year, but you know that's something that guys are going to be ready to go, and I think it's going to be a really, really healthy competition. You talk about the internal competition; it's not like guys fighting against each other. They're all kind of pushing each other, and making each other better. And you know, whoever doesn't get minutes is obviously is going to be ready to go when the time comes. We saw it all the time last year, and this year won't. I expect it to kind of be the same. Final thing to touch on, and this is a late addition to our program because it was kind of a late announcement, quite frankly, in our recording time. But some new additions to the Hornets coach staff. Marlon Garnett coming over, joining the Hornets from the Atlanta coaching staff. He will be a new assistant here in 21-22. Also, Nick Friedman coming up from his work as a player development coach to now becoming an assistant coach on staff. Norman Richardson also an assistant coach with the staff and we've got a new head video coordinator Jackson Simmons taking over for Jordan Surencamp as head video coordinator and also two new additions as assistant video coordinators, Clint Carlson and Daniel Dixon. Did I get all that right, Sam Perley. A lot just coming at us in the press release, but I think I covered all the new additions here. Yeah, that sounds good. I mean, uh, I'm looking at the press release right now. There's a lot of names, a lot of moving pieces. I think you nailed all of it, so kudos to you. We'll take <laughs> it. Uh, Rob Longo, the, the one new addition from outside the building, Coach Garnett coming over. I think it's notable bringing someone in from Atlanta, because I think that might be the, the one team you're trying to emulate. A, you have a young nucleus over there that really gelled together and kind of popped, similar to Phoenix, but also you add in some veteran depth. That kind of strikes me as the Ish Smith, Kelly Oubre type. Not saying it's one-to-one, but what they did over there with Bogdanovich and Gallinari, there, there seems to be some similarities and just good, solid NBA rotation guys who know how to play, know how to win, coming over to a franchise and helping get them over the hump. It feels a little bit like that. And oh, by the way, Trey Young similarities to LaMelo Ball are some nice things to tap into as well. And a little gamesmanship going from one team in a division to another as well. Just something to consider. But yeah, I mean, once Nate McMillan took over that franchise in the middle of the season, the Hawks were one of the best teams in the association. I mean, there's no telling where they could have been if they played at that level for the first half of the season before McMillan was placed as the interim coach and then had the interim tag lifted. So, you know, it's a good model to look after. And, you know, you get fresh ideas when you bring people in from different organizations and bring them outside of Charlotte and Greensboro and the farm system that the Hornets have kind of built up. So, you know, why not add a little bit of extra flavor to that coaching room? Sam, Coach Garnett coming over from Atlanta, three seasons with the Hawks, again, kind of already gone over his work with Trey Young, his work with a team making that jump. What does it signal to you here for the Hornets? Yeah, I mean, I love it. I mean, it was his, they lost two assistant coaches, or I shouldn't say lost, but those coaches took different opportunities this summer and I think there was a pretty extensive search you know I think a lot of it was kind of going on during summer league and Garnett is also notably a former player played a couple years for the Celtics and then was overseas for looks like a number of years and was also a West Coast Conference player which I believe is also where James Borrego played at the University of San Diego so that's a nice little tie-in whereas Garnett was at Santa Clara which is out in your neck of the woods I think California Bay, right? Bay Area school yeah there we'll have go. some, some good that? West Coast Conference <laughs> battles um, continued yeah but you know anytime you do a move like this particularly externally like 
like Rob said, I think the more different perspectives and you got guys coming from different experiences, different locations, different backgrounds, you know, different playing careers, even, I, you know, that only helps kind of the melting pot of different ideas and chemistry and coaching staff. And, you know, we talk about the players, you know, have that chemistry, coaching staff, same thing. You know, they're all, some of these guys are kind of getting to know each other, knowing strengths and weaknesses. Guys are in different positions this year. So it's kind of an adjustment and a learning process for them because they've got a new lineup of coaches this year compared to last year. So both players and coaches slightly different this season, but overall all working for one common goal. And that common goal, that quest towards making the playoffs and hopefully going deep into them, it starts right now. Training camp gets underway for the 2021-2022 Hornets. We hope you will be in the hive as the action starts. Regular season's opener is on October 20th against the Indiana Pacers. Lots of great ticket options available to you either for individual games or throughout the season. Go to Hornets.com for all the details. We'll be back in a couple of days to break down the first few days of training camp and we'll start getting you ready for preseason action. Hornets at Oklahoma City less than one week away. Thanks to Sam Perley and Rob Longo for joining me on this edition of the HHC and thanks to all of you for tuning in as well. For everyone here, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you with us and we'll talk to you next time here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thanks for listening to the Hornets Hivecast. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com.